Welcome, you're officially locked into Persuasions of Comfort. I am your host, Naum. I want to give a big shout out to all the listeners out there who've been tuning in since day one. The love and support is 100% greatly appreciated. As we enter the last phase of this series, what I learned from reading The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho, shout out to my cousin for the pronunciation, I want to re-emphasize how much I appreciate this book. Gems from cover to cover, words of wisdom for any situation. Santiago has finally reached the oasis and finds himself in an interesting predicament. During his stay, he meets a woman by the name of Fatima and falls in love at first sight. Some of you might be thinking about the first time you fell in love at first sight, or perhaps juggling the concept with the question, how do you know it's love at first sight? Santiago describes his encounter to be a moment where time stood still and the soul of the world surged within him. He learned the most important part of the language that all the world spoke, the language that everyone on earth was capable of understanding in their hearts. It was love. When she smiled at him, he took it as a sign, one he has been awaiting without even knowing he was for all his life. As their eyes met, he was in a moment that required no explanation, no words, just as the universe needs none as it travels through endless time. There's a level of complete certainty in this moment. You understand that someone in the world awaits you, whether it's in the middle of the desert, Nevada, or some great city, Toronto, New York, Dallas, San Francisco. And when two such people encounter each other, their eyes meet and the past and the future become unimportant. There's only that moment and the incredible certainty that everything under the sun has been written by one hand only. And it is that hand that evokes love and creates a twin soul for every person in the world. Without such love, one's dreams would have no meaning. When we find that one thing or person we desire the most, what we would equate with love, we find ourselves doing anything and everything possible to obtain and maintain it. Giving up our morals, discipline, sometimes vows, exerting energy and giving our time placing our dreams and goals on a shelf for what we claim to love. Now these claims of love could be social media, hanging out with friends who don't actually help you evolve, inadequate sleep leading to restless nights, love of drinking, love of popularity, and the list goes on. Santiago is no different. And my guy was ready to give it all up for shorty. The next day, he waited for her to confess his love. The boy looked around him at the date palms. He reminded himself that he had been a shepherd and he could be a shepherd again. Fatima was more important than his treasure. Now let's take a couple steps back here and let this message marinate in our minds for a bit. You're telling me that you're willing to give up your goals and dreams which you've worked diligently to pursue for love? 
And let's keep in mind that we're being realistic here. We are not solely talking about love towards another individual. For some of us, we see love in physical possessions like handbags and shoes and cars. Material things like moolah, that money. Love in habits we develop, whether it's good or bad, leading to addictions that consume us. And don't get me wrong, as humans, we end up being distracted a lot, even by people in our lives. One of the concepts that I learned from reading this book is to expect distractions to come. But the real challenge is how do you respond or react? Do you remain steadfast or are you veering off course? What really tripped me up is Fatima's response. As they grew closer, Fatima began to realize how important it was for Santiago to fulfill his destiny. I am part of your dreams. I am part of your personal legend, as you call it. That's why I want you to continue towards your goal. The dunes are changed by the wind, but the desert never changes. That's the way it will be with our love for each other. If I am really part of your dream, you will come back one day. I mean, the level of selflessness is rare. The ability to step aside and encourage someone to continue pursuing their goals. The same understanding works with physical possessions and material things, bad habits and addictions. Sometimes you have to step outside of yourself, step out of your way and let go of what you think you want for something more. A bigger reward, if you will. Don't get caught up in the flex and the shiny items that are meant to distract you temporarily. This level of maturity is difficult because it takes time and discipline to realize that you cannot hold on to certain possessions and continue to pursue specific goals. You cannot serve two masters. You did not come this far to be mediocre or fall back into old habits and comfort zones. Santiago needed that reminder. And it was the love that gave him that wake up call. I found this section very interesting because it's hard to really step outside of yourself and put yourself in a better position to win, especially when what you love is something you really desire, but not what you actually really need. So I wrote down a few questions to ask myself whenever I fall into this type of hole. What do I claim to desire? Am I actually doing the things I claim I desire? What am I doing on a daily basis that is helping or hurting me? Am I claiming the X outcome, but choosing the Y behavior? Discipline creates consistency. Adopt discipline, welcome it, love it. Would you rather have the knowledge of the future or develop the ability to improve the present? Have you ever had the thought, if I only knew this would happen, I would have chosen differently? In this book, the tribesmen preferred the taste of battle and the thrill of not knowing what's to come because the future was already written. 
So the tribesmen lived for the present because the present was full of surprises and they had to be aware of many things. However, the camel driver, he was not a fighter. He constantly consulted with the seers because he was interested in the future. When asked why was he so interested in the future so much, he replied, well, so I could do things. And so I can change those things that I don't want to happen. I just want to know the future so I can prepare myself for what's coming. The seer replied, but then they would not be part of your future. So now the question we have to ask ourselves is, what is the consequence of knowing the future? If good things are coming, there will be a pleasant surprise. If bad things are, and you know in advance, you will suffer greatly before they even occur. So my takeaway from this message is that the future belongs to those who prepare for it. Malcolm X. Only God knows it all. And it is only he who reveals it under extraordinary circumstances. The seer makes a prediction of the future based on the present. The secret to this formula, the secret sauce here is in the present. Focusing on improving the present in order to have a better future. If you pay attention to the present, you can improve upon it. And if you improve upon the present, what comes later will also be better. Moral of the story, forget about the future. Live each day to the best of your ability. Listening to your heart. When the alchemist finally meets Santiago, he agrees to guide him to the pyramids. Whenever you're in the presence of greatness, in the presence of someone with life experience, your job is to ask questions because a wise person learns from someone else's mistakes. Santiago wanted to know how to immerse himself in the desert. So the alchemist responds, listen to your heart because wherever your heart is, that is where you'll find your treasure. A response like this can be confusing and misconstrued in many different ways. Why? Because our hearts can be full of dreams, emotion, passion, fear, contentment, and satisfaction. Sometimes our hearts will betray us, naturally afraid that in pursuing your dreams, as difficult it may be, you may lose everything you want. So why listen to our hearts? The answer is simple. If you ignore your heart, ignore the red flags, ignore the lessons, ignore your mistakes, there will always be a voice inside you that will grow louder and louder over time, reminding you of what could have been. Denzel said it the best in one of his commencement speeches. Would you rather be on your deathbed with all the ghosts of your potential surrounding you, screaming, we could have done more in life only if you listen to your heart? Or would you rather grow older knowing that you put your best effort forward each and every time, making better choices and learning from your mistakes? I think the latter would yield more satisfaction. Fear of being great is real. What constitutes the fear of being great? Is it self-doubt, imposter syndrome, or is it something kind of like worrying about what other people have that you don't? 
People are afraid of pursuing their most important dreams because they feel that they don't deserve them or that they will be unable to achieve them. I want to make this point super clear and simple. If this is you, if you can relate to the fear of being great, tell your heart that the fear of suffering is worse than the suffering itself and that no heart has ever suffered when it goes in search of its dreams. Santiago was beginning to understand the wisdom shared to him by the alchemist. When I have been truly searching for my treasure, every day has been luminous because I've known that every hour was a part of the dream that I would find it. When I have been truly searching for my treasure, I've discovered things along the way that I never would have seen had I not had the courage to try things that seemed impossible for a shepherd to achieve. In other words, move outside your comfort zone. You never know what you'll find. So for those who have not read the book or who are still procrastinating to order it on Amazon, wherever, bookstore, here are my cliff notes. It is said that all people who are happy have God within them. Everyone on earth has a treasure that awaits them. Very few follow the path laid out to them, the path to their personal legends and to happiness. Most people see the world as a threatening place and because they do, the world turns out indeed to be a threatening place. Before a dream is realized, the soul of the world tests everything that was learned along the way so that we can realize our dreams, master the lessons learned, and move towards that dream. This is the point that most people give up. Is this where your story ends? Every search begins with beginner's luck and every search ends with the victors being severely tested. Have you noticed that when you begin to evolve, you may notice that everything around you starts to evolve with you? If a person is living out his or her personal legend, he or she knows everything they need to know. There's only one thing that keeps a dream impossible to achieve. The fear of failure, false evidence appearing real. Usually when there's a lot on the line, we tend to find a way through. Remember the time? So why does the alchemy exist? The answer is quite simple. So that everyone will search for his or her treasure, find it, and then want to be better than he or she was in his or her former life. But there he was, at the point of finding his treasure. And he reminded himself that no project is completed until the objective has been achieved. I am your host. Till next time, Naum.